to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris. This is Jamie. And today we are going to be talking about friendships, or is it all relationships, Jamie? I know that this was kind of your brainchild, so tell us what we're going to talk about. Um, I was thinking friendships, but I'm open to talking about all relationships. No, fuck that. Let's just talk about friendships today. <laughs> any other types of relationships we could talk about that another time actually we're going to talk about that we already talked about that like a couple weeks ago when we talked about will and jada pinkett smith so it doesn't matter we already really covered it so let's we can talk about friendship. <laughs> yeah. we're good we'll talk about friendship now but first we are going to just catch up so let's just do that we'll be right back Okay, so what has been going on with you, Jamie? Well, first of all, I want to ask you what you had to eat this morning. Is that okay? I'm so curious. Um, what did I make myself and Mike, obviously? I made, I don't, like, I just ate. I don't know why I'm thinking about it. Okay, I, I feel like every time <laughs> we have this podcast, I had very similar things. I had waffles today, and I think the last time oh, we talked about breakfast, I yes. had waffles that day too yes but um, that the last time you didn't make them and I thought maybe you were getting something out because you were like I wasn't expecting it to be ready this soon um, oh no it's because I put so okay no I did cook it myself but I didn't really cook it myself I had eggo waffles which were great eggo waffles um, Mike did not have those but anyway I made eggo waffles and bacon and some fruit for myself I went to the grocery store really early this Ooh. morning so I got oh. a really good watermelon I've been buying watermelon every week but most of the time I wait too long to actually cut the watermelon open so like last week it was bad so this week I got it today it up right away and I put it in the refrigerator so I had some of that this morning with some strawberries and then Mike I made him like three sunny side up eggs he we had some leftover sourdough bread from the farmer's market so he's still eating that and we had some center cut bacon which is great like I love center cut bacon it's my favorite um I don't really like other what, types of bacon what makes it center cut versus left it's cut like or right cut so I don't really know, but I do know that like what, how it comes out when you eat it is that it has less fat. So it's really just like the good part of the uh, well, If you like the fat of the bacon, then you would be missing out on that part. But mm-hmm. I really hate the fat of bacon. Like for me, bacon that has fat on it, I cook it extra long so that it's crispy. I only cook my bacon in the oven because I don't like the splatter all over my stove. Um, so anyway, it just makes it like the center cut is basically just like the bacon without the fat. And it's, that's my favorite thing it's like very crisp it's like little smaller pieces I'll take a picture of it and show it to you but it's okay. my favorite so I had that what about you I know you had you made pancakes <laughs> I made pancakes um I don't know we'll see if I have to end early because I'm not feeling well they were a little doughy but um they oh. were good yeah this is my first time making pancakes on my own by myself <laughs> I, what did you well, Okay. I well, know. I know. It's so weird to hear that uh, from no, no, no. a 36-year-old. Well, not really. I don't make pancakes on my own ever. Mike makes them because I don't really – horrible. I hate making pancakes. That's why I like waffles because I can put them in my wa- waffle maker. It is so incredibly difficult to make pancakes, Jamie. So <laughs> I, this is not like do not feel bad. I Got it. hate doing it Got it. yeah I like I making have... like fake ones though like I've made some really good ones where you just use banana instead of any flour so you just like oh. mash up banana and like put some uh, like vanilla into it and maybe I think maybe an egg um oh. and milk so yeah oh. it's like just that and those interesting are okay. so I like those better I, those are yeah I had a mix so all I really had to do was add oil and some water but I decided to half the mix which I don't know if that was smart and I really need to get like teaspoon and tablespoon um, measurement cups because I don't have those. So well, I see, just use a regular spoon. So oh, I don't really. So, may- so maybe it wasn't right. Yeah, I don't know. I use the bigger spoon for a tablespoon. I think that's right. Is tablespoon supposed to be the size of a tablespoon is the point. But yeah, I don't know you if that's actually so. true. So I don't know if it always is true because I have several tablespoons that are definitely not the same size. Like. In terms of, like, spoons that I use at the dinner table. Like, sometimes they're, like, really big and sometimes they're not, but they're all called tablespoons. And I'm like, I don't believe you. This doesn't seem to be, like, a correct thing. But I do have several 
very random. I'm not even sure where I got these from. Teaspoons, quarter teaspoons, one third teaspoons. I have a bunch of those and they're all very different. I have no, I just think that I get them whenever I'm at like home goods and I'm just like, I really need these. And then I don't. And then I somehow lose them or they're, you know, I move. So I just end up having like a hodgepodge of random shit, but I do have a lot mm-hmm. of those. So I would suggest it. I think you should do it. Well, do you have some you want off your hands? No, I don't because okay. I use them all. I use well, them good. I, so that that's yeah. good. So I shouldn't get them from you then. You should no, you shouldn't get them from me, but you should get them from Home Goods because you can get lots of cute kitschy ones that might go mm. well with like Yeah, I don't know that I'm trying house. to go into stores uh if I can get something online. But I hear you. Okay, Amazon might have cute kitschy ones too or actually, well, it's, it kind of defeats the purpose of Home Goods because I was going to say you could do curbside for Home Goods, but like I mean, how would you know what you were going to get? Because it's such a yeah. random store. Yeah. So, so I'd like, be like, get me know. something really cute. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So let me tell you about the aesthetic of my kitchen. So I really <laughs> am going for like a like farm table vibe. So if you see anything that seems farm table, just go ahead and bring those out for me. And if I don't like them, then just take them back. Yeah. So really what you need is a personal shopper. So no, I was just right. going to say, you go <laughs> into the aisle and describe it, describe them all for me. Yeah. Just give me a call. <laughs> Well, if you ever order Instacart, sometimes, like, if they don't have what you asked for, they will call you and they'll say, okay, well, here are some of the things that they have instead. So that does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, my Instacart ladies are always great, but I don't really feel like sometimes they use common sense. Like, they were out of something, so she got me something else that was, like, way smaller than what I originally asked for. And I was kind of like, well, I mean, I guess this is what happens when I can't go into the store. I'm just going to have to get what I got. So that's why I don't do Instacart anymore. I'm just like, I can't trust you to buy my food, which I'm very picky about. I'm a very picky eater. So I'm very picky about food and the brands of food. I only like generic some stuff, not generic other stuff. It's very strange. Like today, I went to Trader Joe's. Well, we all have our things that we... I have a food. I went mm-hmm. to Trader Joe's and I usually, I was looking for those cauliflower thins that I sent you and Heidi last yeah, week. Yeah, those look so good. They were, they're very good, but they were out of them. So what? anyway, right. So, but if I had have ordered them online, they would have been like, okay, they don't have them. So what else do you want? And then I would have been like, well, shit, I don't know. Like I was really planning on that. Like I don't want regular I know, I know. Yes. Yeah. I don't so, like anyway, when things lucky- get changed like that. I get something in my head and then it's what I want. Yes, but, like, the nice thing is that I was there, and I noticed, because Trader Joe's is full of geniuses, where the, the cauliflower wraps usually are, because they were out of them, they put these little, humi- I think they're called Himica, Himica, they're J-I-M. I don't know what that is. I don't know what they are either, but I think okay. it's like a plant. I think it's a giant plant. Okay. Um, anyway, they have them, like, these Himica wraps. I think, I'm going to call, I think that's what it's called. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, I'll just try these. And I'm going to take a picture of them this week when I make tacos on Tuesday, which I make tacos on Tuesday, every Tuesday. I'm going to send them Tuesday. to you. I, I swear to you, if it's Tuesday and I'm not having like some type of Mexican food, I feel let down. I'm like, oh, it's not really Tuesday. Cause I didn't get to have like some well, that's something to look forward to. I love it. I always look forward to it, but let's see what is, let's see. I think it is hikama maybe hikama yeah hikama I think that's what it is and it's like um it's a low carb wrap and it's a starchy root vegetable similar to a turnip with the crunch of a water chestnut or an apple oh so So is it plant-based then does it well no of course it's going to be plant-based what kind of yeah but is it is it like, does it still have grain in it or is it just the vegetable? No, it's just the vegetable. It's nice. just, it's, yeah, like, no, it's just the vegetable. So it is a starchy root vegetable. So there you go. Everyone who's curious about Himikaru, that's what it is. And I have not tasted this, so I'm going to try it and see how it is. But it looked good. And they were like, really recommend for tacos. And I was like, well, you had me at really recommended for tacos because that's what I came here for. So I'm really excited. <laughs> Um, anyway, what about you? Anything else new with you? Have you been um, doing anything fun lately? Well, I feel like we should talk about, um, I'll be gone from the dark. I'll be gone okay. in the dark, but I don't know that that's, well, actually that is something very fun I've been doing. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Well, that's not true. I have friends in town, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. I, um, 
I think we recorded last. Yeah, we did. So, I mean, I was off before that. So I did get out a lot. I went to some forest preserves and um, went to uh, like by the lakefront, which was really nice. Um, and I've actually been, I, I, you know, I used to hate people who were like, so into the lakefront and they were just like, oh, I hope you live by the lakefront. I love the lakefront, blah, 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 blah. And it just annoyed me. And I still, that still annoys me. I don't like when people <laughs> are, are just like, I don't know. I think it's cause I, I have issues around feeling I belong. So when I feel like I don't belong in a group, I'm annoyed about it. So Maybe because I haven't lived by the lakefront my whole life, but now that I'm close, closer, it is actually really nice. So I get it a little bit. Um, so, cause I live close, I've been actually going there on long walks, which is kind of cool. So well, see, that's really nice. And it's yeah. honestly, I think that because you live close and also it's not like you can be like, Oh, I'm going to go to a workout class right yeah. now. Or like, I'm going to go and like, I don't know, whatever it is that people used to do back in the old days when they could go inside of places. So Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I did with all of my time. <laughs> I was talking to somebody like this girl, Christina, who you don't know, but I was like, uh, I was like, let's do dinner. I, I was like, yeah, but like, let's do dinner on August 21st, which is two weeks from now, because I was like, at that point, I'll feel ready to have dinner with people. I was like, so let's have dinner at that point. Oh, okay. So you're taking a break from dinners? No, I'm not. But I have dinner once a week out. And that's it. That's my limit. So like, I already have, I have a dinner on Thursday. I see. Um, Well, I didn't have any dinner out this week. I was home this whole week. So I haven't gone to dinner. You missed your your week. I did. I did. That was okay. It was okay. I was, re- I've been really, really busy. So I didn't go out oh, okay. this week and I was like, what's next week? Next week, I think I'm going out to dinner on Thursday. So yes. I was like the following week, I was like, I'm available. Okay. To go Should out I get on you your calendar dinner. for October? <laughs> I mean, September is before October. <laughs> I know I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm being extra right now. It's okay. Yeah. No, you don't have to wait until October. I'm going to keep October free for you since it's your birthday. Oh, I'll good. The whole my- month. Excellent. I'll, yeah. Any dinner nights that you want, I'm available to do those with you. Um, wow. If we can still go to dinner, but you could always come to my backyard. Yes, yes. Um, that you're not doing reservations for. That you would do more than once a week, or yeah, yes, I will. I will the patio. Exactly, it's separate. People can come. Yeah. Like, I don't mind like going, like having people over in my backyard at all, or even like if somebody else had a backyard, I'd go to their backyard. I just don't like the restaurant situation more than a week for one because yes. it's expensive and I'm really trying to save money because I'm preparing myself to potentially be furloughed again in the future. So I'm really trying to save. And also I'm just like, yeah. And also like I, I, it's expensive. It's kind of fucking hassle. Like there's just a lot of shit involved. And I'm like, I'd rather just do that like once a week. Otherwise, like, let's not do that. Uh, like more than once. It's just, it's out of control. I don't know how I used to go out to dinner like three or four nights a week before. Like, and I totally used to, I'd be like, when I go to dinner this day, when I go to brunch on Sunday, sure, let's do it. And I'm yeah. just like, no, it's just too expensive. I, I can't possibly. I remember that too. Um, and yeah, I think we're spending a lot of money on food right now. So, yeah, um, so I'm just like, I'm good. I'm going to just chill in my house and there's so mm-hmm. much to watch on TV anyway. So there is. I actually, and I think now that I have a backyard, it's nice. Like if anybody ever wants to come hang out, I'm always like, yeah, let's do like, well, unless my house is dirty and I have to clean it and then I can't have people over, which is what happened last week. <laughs> but otherwise I'm totally open to people coming over. Gotcha. I found a new place. That's on, this is something else. Um, I found a place that um, another patio that I feel comfortable at, which is always good nice. when you find that. Yeah. It's, it's actually like not even a, it's sort of a patio experience, but it's really great because, and actually there's a couple places I know like this, but this one is really good because um, it's Cafe Sal Marie. And I know you like that place oh, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So they're, I love how they're doing it. What they're doing is, is that you order on the side outside. So you never have to go in. They have like a little window and they just give you the food and they have a patio and it's first come first serve for the patio. So you don't have any wait, wait staff, which I think is really smart. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that they have delicious desserts. So I will yes. totally go there. I've gone there just for dessert. Um, and when I used to live closer, like, well, yeah, I mean, I used to live closer. I would bike there because it's a really nice bike from my old place mm-hmm. in North Central. Yeah. It's a really nice bike ride. Yeah. 
I don't think I would bike there right now. That would actually be pretty far, but it would be. Yeah. It'd be pretty far. Like I'm always down though. If somebody wants to go bike and wants to meet like more so Rogers park beach, like that's a little bit better for me. I think that's like my middle ground of biking. Cause it's kind of, otherwise I think it's kind of far mm-hmm. for bikes. Um, well, so anyway. I went there and, uh, I meant to get dessert and that's not what happened. I got lots of things. So Good for you that you just go there for dessert. I'm sure in normal times I would, I I might just go for dessert, but it's like now, you know, anytime you go somewhere, it's an exposition. So it's like, well, I might as well get this and I might as well get that. And, uh, yeah. So that's been really good. Uh, we've been dining out a lot there. We're just like eating a lot of things, which is great. Yeah. I actually talked to someone. So like, we're going to talk about friendship today, but I'm going to try to wrap this up because I do want to talk about, I'll be gone in the dark before we get to the Mm -hmm. other conversation. But I did actually talk to someone today, not today, but like I'm currently talking to her on girlfriend. What is this place called? Bumble BFF. And, um, which I think we talked about in another episode, like a couple weeks ago. So yeah, like, I'm talking to this new person on there who, like, is – she messaged me, and she was like, oh, my God. She was like, are we the same person? And I was like, I know. Oh, I feel like we are. This is okay. so great. This is what you yeah, were looking okay. for. Yeah, I was. I was looking for my twin. Anyway, no, she's really fun. Like, she, we have a lot of things in common. But she is, like, more extreme of a person than I am because, like, I was talking to her. We both really love dance fitness classes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's, like, one of the things that I really miss. And she was like, oh, I'm going to dance fitness classes inside right now. And do you know that I was like shook? I was like, you're what? I was like, you are, go- you are, you are working out inside of buildings with people? I was like, tell me more about this. Like, that is like one of the things. And I've been like the most like phase four person that I know. Where I'm like, yes, let's go to dinner. Let's go. I'll go into home goods. It's fine. But like when she told me she was like working out inside because it's something that I really like, I really miss doing that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like so scared of doing it that when she told me she was doing it, I like had to like I stepped back. I was like, do you feel safe? She's like, yeah, she's like said she felt really safe. And I still don't think I can do it. But I just think it's wild to think that there are people out there who are like doing shit that I'm not doing because I always am the one who's yeah. doing more than anybody else so I, I mean just, every time I meet somebody we actually have else. we actually have a mutual person that is doing that so it's wild mm-hmm. I can't imagine I mean I like like in, in a like I I don't know like I kind of feel like one of those things where I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it Like, I just know that, for instance, like, I don't really necessarily feel super comfortable doing that yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm so, I am actually really envious of her that she does feel comfortable doing it because I wish that I could be there. I'm just not. I just really miss working out. Like, I have literally since COVID gained 20 pounds and it's because, like, I'm so motivated. That might be an exaggeration, but gained some, definitely 15, 15 to 20, depending on what time of the month it is. And I just really (laughs) genuinely miss out. Like, I just miss like, I'm such a group fitness person that it's yeah. been so hard for me. Like, it's just been so hard. Like, that's been the hardest. Like, l- listen to me being a pretentious little bitch. The hardest part for me has been, like, that I can't well, go to my workout class. it's still class. something. <laughs> it's still something. It, it means well, something mean, yeah, to you. I mean, You're surviving it. You're not saying, like, my life is ending. My rights are taken away. I mean... Oh no, I think not, you're just but... being honest. And I would say I'm, I, I don't like group workouts, but it's one of the only ways that working out has actually happened for me. So I do miss it a little bit too. Yeah. I feel like definitely my, like the worst thing, like obviously the economy, like we talked about and like financial insecurity has been like my biggest scary point of that. But like one of the things that I actually, like I miss is literally working out and who am I right to say that like I would never say that but now that I can't do it I'm like I really miss my my Zumba classes so anyway that's been crazy I did try to reach back out to um air because they weren't requiring masks and I don't Mm -hmm. know if I would do it if they even were requiring but I did just check in and they're still not yet although she's considering it so I don't know okay well, maybe but it's hard do, because I better. can't even do my private lessons because that's the whole problem is like, I don't want to be inside a place that other people that have other been people. recently without yeah. wearing a mask because of the aerosol thing. Right. Um, yeah. So no, I don't blame you. It's scary. 
Um, and I know there's like a dance, there's a dance fitness class because the one that I used to go to is in Wicker mm-hmm. Park, which is just like so far from me. Yeah. But I don't really think that I'm going to be going there, there another, now. Oh, maybe the other location is like in the loop. It's even farther. It is. It's in the loop. And obviously okay. like, it's not like I'm going to work right now anyway. So it's not like I could even like, if I was working at my old office, I'd be like, oh yeah, I could go after work or something, but even that's not happening. Um, like, I think that even when I start going back to work, I'll probably end up more so in Northbrook because I think our downtown office is just too crowded to have social distancing inside of that office anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, like I can't go to that anymore, but there's this place um, that's very similar up in Jefferson Park, which is very close actually to where I live. It's not very far. It's like maybe oh, 10 I minutes away from Oh, I think I know me. which place you're talking about, but what's the okay. name of it? Fit girl, fly girl, yes. something about a yes. girl. That's fly girl fit. fitness. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Which is like, it's like totally cringe, but I love like what I follow them. I haven't been there, but I follow them on Instagram and I'm always like, yeah. They have like, outdoor classes though, don't they? They do. And so that's why I was like, it's okay. Like I don't even feel comfortable going to outside classes because people are exerting so many breaths that I like don't necessarily that's true that's true like (laughs) if they're only requiring you to be six feet apart that does make me nervous without the mask because six feet is kind of like a totally random number that we came up with uh and I just don't know like if you're really out of breath and like zumbaing like I know I have been like I don't like your breath is gonna go pretty far so I'm kind of like I don't know yet about that either like maybe that's a baby step maybe next time we record in September or something I might be like Oh, this is going to get released in September. So maybe by the time this gets released, I might be like, okay to do that. The weather might be a little bit better too. It won't be so freaking hot. Um, But that's like something I'm really working on. I really want to get back into working out. So I'm really just like, I'm interested in just trying to figure out what I can do to motivate myself to like do that. Cause I just, I actually really do miss doing it. Um, Anyway, do you want to talk about I'll be gone in the dark before we get into the topic of the day? Sure. We can. Okay. So, Jamie was, I feel like you were let down. Huh? No. Oh, you weren't. From okay, the show? Yes. No, I was saying, are you talking about what I said after the fifth episode? It just was like a cliffhanger, which I know we talked about to be continues or cliffhangers <laughs> are okay, but it was a little bit like the whole episode was leading up to something and then it didn't get there, you know? Um, right. So that was what I meant about the fifth episode, even though it was still good. But oh my gosh, that sixth ep- episode was so great. I mean, there was new stuff that you really couldn't get from anything but that show, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And really the whole show is, that's why I've been trying to tell people I've been talking to about it, because some people have read the book. And that's great. But there's something really unique about watching the series, because you get to see and hear All the different players, right? The victim survivors, um, the citizen detectives. The families. The families. um, And then the sixth episode is this great treat because it goes farther from where the book ended. And I don't want to give any more away, but... um... Why? The show's (laughs) over. If you don't want to hear this, fast forward like three or four minutes. Like, I'm not going to like... Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that they interview the killer's family. Like, that was really fascinating to me. That is in the book, though. Well, maybe it's not. Okay, so like... No, it's not because they had not found him yet. Okay, you're right. I'm super obsessed with murder. So, like, I read this book. And then, of course, I was really obsessed with it. So I, like, started listening to podcasts. And I think that I must have listened to a podcast episode because I knew about Connie already. Was that her name? Buddy, yes, Bonnie. 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 Her name's Bonnie. Bonnie. So Bonnie, yes, Bonnie, um, you, yeah, that's true. You wouldn't know about him until they were pretty close to the end of the investigation before they arrested yeah. him. Yeah. So I must have listened to a podcast like right after he got arrested and I heard about Bonnie um, and like I heard about the shit that went down where he was like basically trying to fucking kidnap her. Oh, so, yeah. Like, he was, podcast- he, he came to the window with a gun and said, yeah. we're going to get married. Yeah. Like, what a fucking freak. Like, no offense. Well, sort of offense. Like, he's weird. Like, I like it's crazy, right? Because it's not like he was. It's always like this. It's like him and Ted Bundy, where it's like, on the surface, these people seem like they would have been normal, right? Like, Ted Bundy, like, had a great career. Like, you would have thought he was normal. But then you start fucking interviewing their, like, girlfriends and, like, people that they know. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. He, you I don't know, he did crazy. not seem, su- I mean, I get what you're saying, because I guess if he wasn't normal, there would have been concerns earlier, potentially. But, I mean, 
he did lose a job as a police officer because he stole really small things from like a hardware store. I forget what they were, but yeah, they were it was so like inconsequential. Just... So that kind of right there to me is like a weird thing for someone to do. <laughs> yes. But like, no, Ted Bundy did lots of weird stuff like that too. But it like all didn't add up to what we think of to be like, they're like, okay, so I, again, listen to lots of podcasts about murderers. Like it is something I, at this point, I'm actually running out of things to listen to. Cause like, I will listen and be like, I already know this. Yeah. I there's already, already this I was going to say, there's only so many murders. You're going to have to become a murderer to like create some new stuff. Well, I could just go into a different country. Cause I think that what I'm trying, like, oh. I think that like the, the UK has some murders and so does Australia. Like, Australia yeah, I'm pretty is sure dark. murder is not just in the U S I think that's exactly. Correct. So I'm just branching out to other countries now. Um, like right now I'm really deep diving into Australia, but anyway, so like, Usually, if you hear these stories about a lot of these murderers, there's, like, they do shit that you're, like, oh, like, it, you did not seem normal ever. Like, it, like you didn't have, like, it, you always seemed, like, a little bit crazy. And they were always, like, there's a lot of them ha- that have always sort of been on the police's radar. Nothing really came of it. Like, fucking John Wayne Gacy. Clearly fucking weird from the upfront somehow still got away with like being an upstanding citizen, but like he was always <laughs> on the police's radar for like doing weird. I think it's shit. just, we don't want to believe that people are really capable of what they're capable of. It's really scary. Well, I think that also though, what I was going to say, which is going to make me sound like such an asshole. I think that we're just so willing to accept a certain amount of toxicity from men that we're just kind of like, Oh yeah, that seems normal because like, why Hmm. did no one ever say like hey it's really strange that this dude like the drawing literally looks like this dude who showed up at my window and tried to fucking kidnap me like he like we're just always just like oh yeah that was just kind of normal behavior but he totally couldn't be a killer and it's like dude you almost died like I'm sure that's how Bonnie feels like I literally almost died and his family did I can't remember if they talked about his like who he ended up marrying and the kids that he had and how he fucking treated them until they left his ass I heard about this maybe in a podcast I don't know if they talked about it on the show because I like know so much information about it that I'm getting it all kind of crossed up but did they talk about his, like, I don't want to say his actual, well, yeah, his actual family, like his marital family, like his wife and kids. Did they talk about that on this, on this show? I don't think so, mm. right? I think they mentioned it, but they actually entered what I, one of the most fascinating parts was the cousin or the oh, niece yeah. from through marriage who it seemed like the timeline made sense that he stopped killing um, around the time that she started living with the family. And then when she left for school, I think, or she left. Yeah. I think she left becoming an adult. I can't remember for school or for something else, but then that's when that final killing happened in like 86, I think, um, of the woman. And so that was really interesting, but I don't, and I know that they said he was married, he had mm-hmm. kids. Um, and they all thought and- he was like really crazy. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think that was in there. And I also think it's interesting that they, he separated from his wife, but she didn't divorce him until after he was arrested. Probably because she was fucking terrified. Well, she was also a divorce, divorce lawyer. Well, maybe she didn't want to lose her shit. But I agree with you. It definitely might've been that she was terrified. And that's something, you know, having worked in violence against women and having worked in domestic violence agencies, that's something that we talk to victim survivors about is, you know, really thinking about what's going to happen if you file for an order of protection or file for divorce, not that that shouldn't be a right or a choice, but just thinking about the, you know, the, um, you know, the abuser's behavior, because sometimes, I mean, it's important, I guess, basically to let them know the risk. Cause I think it's really easy for us to just be like, well, just get an order of protection or just divorce. Like, why are you even trying right. to, I never even, but Oof. it's like the, the most dangerous time for someone is when they're ending the relationship in some way, they're trying to bring back the most amount of control, right? I mean, the abuser is going to go to any lengths possible sometimes when they're losing control. Totally. So it's a really, um, really scary time. Yeah. So I, I, I get why good. she might not want to. I mean, that's a really yeah. good point. And then maybe when he's arrested, it's like, okay, now it's safe. Like, <laughs> he, right. he really can't go anywhere or do anything. So. Right. And I mean, also, like, he's a really horrific person. So 
lots of reasons to be like, I'm done with this. Even if she wasn't afraid and she was like thinking about it before, I'm sure she was like, okay, well, I'm not thinking about it anymore. Like when I fucking left him because I thought he was crazy, clearly I was right. I was right. Um, like he was just horrible, but I mean, he, it sounds like he was just so resigned. Like they arrested him and he was just like, okay, like, and I yeah, mean, after I'm, running, I'm, I, running, I, running away for 50 years, right. You're probably like, well, you were bound to catch me. Right. And also like, I wonder if, and I'm sure he would never admit to this based on what I know of him. So I guess, and I don't think that's a lot, but based on my understanding of him, I don't think he would admit to this, but I can imagine it's like, finally, like, I don't have to hide anymore. I don't right. have to run anymore. Um, and the amount of close calls, I mean, there was one time I think when he was ears where he was like running on foot against a police mm-hmm. car and somehow got away or he was on a bike or something. Yeah. I mean, it's a bike. insane that he got away. And he just kept doing it. Like, I think it was so thrilling to him. Um, yeah, maybe that even increased it. I mean, it seemed yeah, like, like he really appreciated no things being close, but not quite mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, really interesting. Like he, Everybody should yeah. watch it. It's really definitely. good. And one last thought about like the escalation. He definitely did. Because if you remember when they started pointing out that he was probably too scared to be in the houses with the men. Yes. Then he changed his it. behavior. Yeah. Right. Like, right. He was very much so like in it to feel right. like the thrill. Of and things. you know, and so that's just the, so probably the other part of him too in getting caught is like, well, you know, this is sort of because I think some of it is this whole this whole interaction with the media um, that is probably really thrilling. And so I'm sure the rest of his life could have been really challenging because it was boring, maybe, or mm-hmm. just not the same. So in some ways, getting caught kind of brings back that thrill. Totally. And I mean, um, obviously, this is like he has raped and murdered. I think like he's close to the top like next to the grim reaper the grim sleeper i think he's like raped and murdered the, like almost the most people like in our history of rapers and murderers so i'm pretty sure even in prison right now he's getting interviewed a lot there's probably a lot of people trying to like get some profiles together for him to kind of figure this out although i feel like his profile i'm not even a fucking forensic psychologist and i'm like i feel like his profile's pretty clear but, you know, that's because I watch a lot of true crime. It's so, so interesting, much- though, that she, that he was not, you know, because I think, what's the name of the citizen detective, the kid, Paul something? Or maybe yeah. I'm getting it confused I- with the, with the, um, with the forensic guy. But anyways, he said that he, um, he looked in Michelle McNamara's files for this guy, the killer, and she, he couldn't find him anywhere. So that was kind of interesting, too, I thought. Mm-hmm. But she was the yeah. one who really thought DNA, like using something like 23andMe would be the way. Yep. And that is what they ended up doing, not using that site, but another site. So um, which I think now they've had so many issues with that site now because it's become public um, through this documentary series. So which well, I was kind of curious is- about. <laughs> Like that's well, and this pretty... is not the first time that mm-hmm. this has happened either. I think they've caught a couple of killers this way. So, I mean, it's because your information's not your information. And I think that freaks people out. Yeah. I mean, mine is out there. So if I ever murder someone, they'll catch me. <laughs> if, they'll catch me. If. If. Yeah. If. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, let's get into the next part of our conversation, which is nothing about murderers. <laughs> okay, so right. I'm thinking uh, what we're going to talk about today is um, the ending of a long-term friendship or long-term friendship endings, endings of long-term friendships. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's the best way to say that phrase. <laughs> Endings of long-term friendships. And I'm thinking the best way to do it is to actually start with the question. Because the question is, I really love this question. And um, it's pretty detailed. And I feel like it can kind of guide our conversation. And we can talk about it, um, talk about things within the question. Does that sound okay to you, Iris? That sounds great. Okay. And also, I have to say, 
Um, I through researching for this question, I found a sub a thread of Reddit that I absolutely love called "Am I the asshole?" Yeah, I, I know. Just you told read me all day. So I funny. always, I, I've been. It's like one of the ones that they suggested to me. I don't know what that says about me when I first signed up. Um, <laughs> it was like it was like hey, it's probably I think just really like popular. Probably, but also probably because I'm an asshole. Maybe, um, but I love that one because like I read stuff and like a lot of the times I disagree with people on there. Cause like there was one that came up really recently where it was like, I convinced my daughter to straighten her hair and it was like, am I the asshole? And I was like the only one I didn't write this of course, but I was like, yeah, yeah, you are. You are the, yeah, asshole. no, I actually kept... agree with that. Having curly hair. <laughs> she kept telling you she didn't want to straighten her hair and you kept saying, well, maybe you should straighten your hair. And I feel like oh, you are the asshole. Yes. You made her feel bad. About See, her this hair. is, there's so many ways that parents just fuck their kids up. And there's so many ways that kids fuck their parents up. So I'm not totally. trying to make that exclusive, All but fucked up. All right, so we, here's the question. Yeah, let's hear the question. <laughs> um, am I the asshole ending a long-term friendship due to their stagnated adulthood? I have a close friend from college who I've known for 10 years. He's always been a very non-judgmental and fun person to be around because we enjoy many of the same activities that my other friends don't. And his family treats me like I'm one of them. I've had a very close one-on-one friendship with this person for a long time. Here's the problem. There have been a series of issues slash events over the years that have made me rethink whether or not we should be friends. I decided to end our friendship after a trip where I literally didn't want to be around them because they refused to change anything about their lives to make it better. And I had nothing to talk with them about. The issues are below. Number one. The first being that he dated a woman for four years, knowing she had different long-term goals than him of a nuclear family and quitting her job to raise children. The entire time they were together, all he did was complain about her and talk about how he didn't want to marry her. I had many conversations with him on why he should break up with her in which he would just apologize and say she wasn't that bad. (laughs) He made me difficult to like her because he painted her in such a negative light all the time. Fast forward, he basically forced her to break up with him because he didn't want to move in with her. And that's the moment she realized she was wasting her time. I should also mention she had a condition that in her mid thirties, it would make it extremely dangerous for her to conceive. She was 32 ish when they broke up. Number two, the reason he didn't want to move in with her beyond not wanting to marry her was because he still lives at home and has only moved out of his parents' home for college. He is 31 sees no point in getting his own place. Then complains about how he won't be able to get a girlfriend living at home. Number three, he has a low-paying job as a mid-level developer for a boss he hates for a company that has terrible benefits. However, he doesn't bother to find a new job despite having the upper hand in the job market and complains about his situation whenever we talk about our careers. I always tell him it's easy to find a new job, but he claims that he can't get a new job because other companies would want a referral and his bad boss wouldn't give him one. Number four, does not get along with my other friends. More so, he's not comfortable, in quotes, around them or my boyfriend. My boyfriend is laid back and everybody loves him. And my friends think this friend is a bit of a snob. Not to mention he has this aversion to my other guy friends and only wants to talk with or be friends with the other girls at social events. He claims this is because girls are more accepting of the fact that he likes tea, cooking, baking, and other more stereotypical feminine in quotes activities. I wonder if he was bullied for not having a more masculine in quotations, personality slash physique slash whatever growing up. But I just wish he could blend in with my friends as seamlessly as my boyfriend did when I introduced him. This is why him and I only hung out one on one occasionally. Number five. Lastly, he tends to think of himself as being better than other people because he has intellectual, in quotations, interestless conversations or just because he has a master's degree. Needless to say, over the years, my other friends and I have bought homes, changed cities, jobs, apartments, relationships, started families, found long term partners, divorced just changed this friend for all their good qualities is stagnant and i'm frustrated because when you meet with friends you talk about life and his never has a change or anything good going on and his lack of action to break up with a girl who was never a long-term fit to begin with it feels so spineless i found myself thinking of this friend as a spineless individual won't change their situation and i dreaded hanging out with them as a result i finally blew up with this friend during a weekend trip i took with them And at first, they just accepted that I thought they were holding me back. His words, not mine. Then after more explaining and me expressing concern that he was just rolling over to avoid conflict, he got angry and accused me of repressing my emotions slash thoughts, even though we've had many conversations about our lives and life choices. I should mention his conversation. He said he was going through a dark, depressive phase 
when he thought of himself as a piece of shit due to the loss of his girlfriend. We ended with me apologizing and saying I thought it best to end our friendship for the time being and that I wanted to wanted friends to grow with and that he's had the same issues for as long as I've known him. I've cut all ties with him at this point in time. Whew. Hmm. That was a lot. Yeah. Thoughts. Okay. Thoughts on that, Iris. Um, I mean, I don't know. Rich content. Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, many of us have known someone like this at some point in our life that it just is like, they're just in a rut. They're just really stuck. Right. Like they're really stuck and it's hard to be friends with people like that. But I mean, I don't know. Like how old are these people again? Did they say? No, that would have been helpful. I could see if maybe they comment below. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just think that if you were like super young, then I'd be like, oh yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is, I I don't know. It's such a tough situation. I'm kind of like, if it really bugs you, like maybe you need to give them. So it says a close friend from college who I've known for 10 years. Oh, and he's 31. He's 31. So they're, they're early thirties. Okay. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like this is a tough question. So what is, so what is, I I heard the whole context. What are they actually wanting to know? What's the advice that they need? Am I the asshole? I think, are they, is it, is it bad that they want to end this friendship? I personally think no. I mean, I don't think you're ever the asshole if you want to end something like, yeah, no, it's true because it's, it's so subjective and mm mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think if you don't want to deal with that shit, don't deal with that shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, no, I mean, you are not the asshole. I mean, also, though, like, if it's if it's like, am I the asshole for like wanting to end the friendship? No. Am I the asshole for like, maybe not getting where this person is coming from or like having any empathy for them? Maybe. Um, Uh, I I don't know. It sounds like this person has really tried. And you know, over the years, but, and, and I think not only is this friend stuck, but they also have this behavior that I think is really frustrating that I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about what do you do when they complain about something over and over and over again, but they're not making any changes or doing anything about it. It's, that can be really like pulling your hair out, trying to have a friend like that. Um, and I'm not saying that. we all haven't been there. <laughs> Um, but it just sounds like this is his, this is his default. He does this with everything in life. You know, the friend tries to give a suggestion and he's like, oh, I can't do it because of that. But then he keeps complaining about it. It's like, why are, what, what is this? The, you know, and um, I think to, to say you don't want to move out of your families, your parents, but then you're like wanting to have, maybe have a relationship but then you have a relationship that's long-term, but then you really don't want it. But then you really are like, oh, it's not that bad. I mean, it just sounds like, what? Yeah, like, I just think that, like, I get it. But, oh, man, it's so tough because I've actually been this friend before, not the complaining one. Really? I'm really oh, like oh, the other friend. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the other one. I'm I not was really like, I can't see I'm, you no, not I'm really being stagnant like this. You're such a growth yeah. mindset person. I, Right. I'm really action oriented. So like, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, and I, but, but what I'm saying is I've been the other friend because because I am so action oriented, it does annoy me when, when I'm like, well, "Well, that's what I get get a new job. Like, but so I guess the reason for that though is like, I have had, I've been in this person's shoes before. And so like, while I would say like the best thing to do is to step away, like, I don't think you're the asshole for wanting to end it. But I do think like the fact that you are like this annoyed about the situation that you needed to like write this whole long thing about it is something that maybe you could work on yourself because I did this. I was the queen of this shit. I would be so invested in their shit and like be really frustrated when they wouldn't do anything, particularly if they complained and I gave them advice and then they would keep complaining or find fault in the advice that I gave them. I took that like really, really difficulty and I, and I made it more so about myself. Um, So like what I've been trying to do, and I think that sometimes I have a really difficult time finding like a middle ground because like Mm -hmm. sometimes a friend will say to me like for instance I've noticed that Jen does this and this is why I really like Jen when somebody (laughs) tells me that no like the Jen that we both know she does something like you you will say something or like you'll be like oh Maya's sick or like has to go to the vet oh you don't say Maya's sick you just like I have to take Maya to the vet I am so preconditioned to have been the friend 
who was the one who was like, well, what's wrong with Maya? Like, how can I help you? What can I do? And getting so over involved in like sending you fucking things like, well, maybe you could try this and maybe you could try that. And then I've always felt like I, it was never reciprocated. Mm. Nobody ever does yeah, that. Yeah, but Jen did that. Me. Jen asked about Maya. Exactly. And by she the way, she it. finally had her vet appointment yesterday and she's doing well. She's going to, we're going to try her on Zyrtec. Yeah. Okay. Helps. Good. Yay. I think it will. It it helps me as a human. Um, I, but no, I, I also that, take like a generic Zyrtec. Yeah. It's funny. I'm like, oh, this is the same generic. By the way, you can get like 600 or 300, uh, 400 pills. Yes, of a Zyrtec <laughs> generic at Costco for like 10 bucks. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we do too. We both oh. like have horrible allergies, but mm-hmm. what's during COVID is so scary, right? Because you're like COVID or allergies, COVID or allergies. I but, know. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, like, like Jen, exactly. Like Jen said, Oh my God, what's wrong with her? And I was like, so then I was like, am I the asshole? Cause I didn't, but then I had to like think no. about it. Like, no, 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 no. I, You've done exa- that before. No, I was like, yeah, I was like, I do care, but I'm just so used to like not wanting to get into people's business because it goes so poorly in the past mm-hmm. when I do. So like, sometimes you may have said something like, I think you say things about like, like sometimes your condo or like, like I try not to even like, I don't know if you're dating. I try not to ask you about it. Cause like, I hate, like, it's so, it's such a tough road of being like, when is too much too much? So anyway, mm-hmm. this person in this case, I'm just like, you know, no, you're not the asshole for not wanting to be friends with this person, but also no. in the future, maybe remove yourself. Like, I think you have to do a little bit less, like, and it's tough to find like, well, you know, the middle ground. Yes. And this is part of, I think what's unique about long-term friendships is sometimes as we've talked about before, you put up with a lot in a friendship and then it's like, you're like eight years in and you're like, well, I've already put up with this for eight years. <laughs> How do I explain that I don't want to put up with it now? You know, it's it's like, it's almost like, um, I feel like when you're in, well, and I don't know this for sure, but like when you're in a cult, like it's so gradual over time. And then before you know it, you're kind of like sucked in and you're like, oh shit, you know, and now how do I get out? Um, and I think that's how it can feel in a long-term friendship. Even though I think in some ways it's more likely that you might want to end a friendship that's long-term because so much shit might have happened over the years. And you get into these patterns that you start to recognize that are really unhealthy or toxic. Right. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I But I don't – so long story short, I don't think this person's the asshole. I do think this person needs to – I think they're frustrated because they've tried to really, really help and they've been super involved. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's just really frustrating so like for me, it's like take this as a lesson to be like you it's you got to figure out what friends need from you. And then also like we constantly bring this up. I feel like this is the theme of this last couple episodes of the podcast is like when is enough enough for you? And don't like get to the yes. point of and, this. Like you have to, you have to be like, OK, like, I'm yeah, done. And, and maybe, I think that you're done. maybe some of it is is this person actually feeling sorry for him. And that's something to really look at, too, because. Actually, it's not really healthy for any of us to be in a relationship because we pity someone. It doesn't feel good for the other person. It doesn't feel good for us. But sometimes we do it um, because we just, you know, there's so much guilt there and we don't know how to deal with the guilt. Um, And also, I think sometimes like it's really hard to say, hey, you're not you're stagnant. You're not growing up. You're complaining all the time and you're not doing anything about it. Um, I also think this whole thing with the relationship Yeah, that would really bother me if someone if I had a friend who was dating someone and they knew that they didn't want the same things as this other person, but they weren't saying it, that would really I would be like, you know, you're kind of using and manipulating this person. Um, That really sucks. I I would really have a hard time with that. I think it's like something we've talked about before, like with me and the cheating, like if I had it like, but like, again, I really feel like I like what is working for me. This is not a judgment against anybody else. What is working for me is to just be like, I'm going to take a step back away from that shit. Cause like, I don't want to get involved. Like I, I don't know. I think I've had too many friends over the course of my short 31 years of life. And like out, out of that, like out of all of the friends that I've had, let's say that I've had 50 friends, it, oh, like 50 close friends over the course of the, 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 my twenties, especially. And I'm really only still close friends with like people that I made friends with in my twenties, like maybe three of them. And I think it's because mm-hmm. I got so much involved with their shit especially in regards to the fucking relationship stuff and also their career stuff and like Mm. I like I like I think that here's the thing I'm not saying that like it's wrong but what I am saying is like evaluate if you like this person like do I like you are there good things about you that I like taking this outside of it do I like you as a human okay great I do 
perfect. Maybe what I need to do is not be maybe right now I can't be a close friend to you meaning that like I don't need to know like what's happening and I've had this before with a friend I won't say who it is but like we're still friends where they were making a lot of really suspect choices in their life and I was really judging the shit out of them and it was making me not like them Mm. but then I was like let me take it what and and I was unable to remove myself from judging the shit out of them about the suspect stuff that they're doing very similarly to what this person did I think they I thought they were in a relationship where they were using the person I thought that they were like just basically doing things where they knew for sure that they didn't really want to be with this person but dragging it on mm-hmm. like they were cheating they were doing lots of stuff that I was like really really morally opposed to mm-hmm. and I was really judging them but I had such a great time with the person they were actually a good friend um and it was just like their extra shit was really throwing me off of being friends with them and like it's a tough situation and I feel like there's no right or wrong to this right because do you want to be friends with someone where you question their moral judgment right like yeah, maybe not that's, but a, then that's also, a hard one because then you right. like are judging yourself because you're judging yes. them yeah right. it's hard so then so I like was like okay and like, maybe that's what happened person? here it's yeah, like oh it's, it's but hard. we've been friends and like because again I'm sure that this person didn't notice this pattern until I would say at least two three years in then right. you're already two, three years in the friendship. And also, right. this person's really fun and non-judgmental. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and what you think is mm-hmm. fun and okay when you're, like, they are college friends. What do you think is fun and okay at 25, 24, That's so true, 20. especially Very different as from what you think he is hasn't like changed and this yeah. other person has. And I'm just, like, re- reflecting on, because um, I've also had some long-term friendships that, I, it's hard to say if they've ended because I don't know that, if there could be repair in the future, if well, I wouldn't so be open this, to that, I think I would always I be open say, to that. Yeah, about this person is like mm-hmm. the one who I was talking about, like I was having a really hard time because I really was judging them a lot. It was like making me dislike them and distrust them. Like I was actually feeling like they were not doing anything to me, but I somehow felt like it was happening to me because it's so much of their life seemed like they were lying and making bad choices and not evolving. And then they moved. And now, like, this is not, I'm going to put it out there. This is not Jen, my friend in Denver that I'm talking about. This is somebody else. Okay. They moved and we just slowly started to talk. Their life completely changed when they moved. And honestly, I can tell you, this person is a hundred percent a different person and somebody that I would say is like my soul sister. Like we are the best oh, of friends. That's now. awesome. Yeah. So you yeah, just like, needed some like space. We or needed distance. some space. Yeah. And yeah. maybe like my space, I think her space from basically being in the city that we were in with all of the old shit that was going on and like moving into a new place where she was like free to just be herself without having to like fit into like who she thought she was known as here. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it allowed her to become herself and her new, like her herself as a 32 year old woman is very different from herself as a 25 year old who I really couldn't fucking trust at all. And now like, she's somebody where I would be like, Oh yeah. Like I trust you. Like if I had a kid, I'd send my kids to visit you and they could stay there. And I think they would be like probably more safe with you than they are with me here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would be like probably a mom who would let them watch TV. And I feel like she'd make them organic treats and like read to them or something. I don't know, but she's just like a very different person. So like, I guess my thought process to this person to overanalyze the shit out of it is like, maybe you're, maybe you're kind of like being in this friendship and like having you be there as this rubber wall. Cause I have another friend, Anaja, which is not negative, but like whenever we talk to each other, like we are so not involved in each other's day-to-day life right now that we always end up talking about shit that happened in like middle school and high school. And it's all good. Like we still talk about like our everyday lives now, but we like laugh about like, Oh, this is so funny when this happened in 2002, but like you kind of bring yourself back to that space where you met them whenever you're around them. So like maybe like the two of maybe this, maybe that you need a break from each other. <laughs> maybe like the t- relationship of like having you as their go-to person kind of allows them to stay with this and not ever have to evolve because you accept them for how they were back in the day and maybe that's easier maybe if they had like all new people around them or new situations they would be forced to change um so anyway I don't really think you're the asshole I think that it might be better for both of you if you ended the friendship honestly yeah not end it permanently like say fuck you dude I'm never talking to you but distance yourself um, and maybe be less available, less ready to hang out and, and maybe reconnect in the future if you notice a change with this person. I think that that's totally possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so back to what I was saying before, which is, um, and I and I totally get I probably went off, you were in the middle of something too, I think. And then oh, no, went back okay. to that. Um, but in thinking about the, and again, I think I was saying like, 
it's hard to know whether these friendships have ended or if I, you know, would be okay if there was repair. Um, I think it depends on how it was done and, and each of these relationships. But if I think about the relationships that let's say they've waned, uh, or, or they're really not active, that's a good way. They're not active right now. They're not active. I, when I think about a lot of them, um, and it's, well, and I should, I say like a lot, like there's 10, there's not 10 of them. There's probably five or four or something like that, but I think it's just, and I think this is another part of long-term um, that can happen in a long-term friendship is I think we've just grown apart. I think we mm-hmm. like were in the same place and then we sort of just like grew in different directions and we did have a lot more in common. We did have similar values. Um, and I think now we don't, I think that's the big thing is the value thing and, and how, what do you value in a friendship? To me, one of the most important things is that it is, it, there's some equity or there's some equality in terms of how we're communicating and that we're communicating pretty regularly. If I haven't heard from you in a while, or I'm always the one texting and I hear back from you sometimes and not other times, like I'm going to give up. I just am. I just, after you know, having been through this so many years with people where I feel like I'm the one giving more. And I think we've talked about this before, Iris, and also being really, really sensitive to being othered or being an outsider or feeling like I don't belong. I'm just not going to be able to continue that. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that when that happens, it really has anything to do with me. It you, I used to feel that and it was much harder, but I think it's just like, things are different in that person's life and maybe because we have different interests or values or whatever they're just not I'm I'm not a priority anymore and that's okay again maybe it is maybe we could say it's personal but I don't think it is personal I think anyone like if it was a different person who had grown apart in similar ways the same thing would happen if that makes sense I don't know if that makes any sense no Um, it did it did but you know, and I think that's been the thing that's really helped me. Um, even though I think there was one time I did talk about in a friendship on here that was really hard because I really felt like I had gone out of my way for this friend and I had really gotten not, she basically like stopped talking to me. I don't know what happened. Like every time I would text her and call her, she wouldn't respond except a few times. And she said she'd get back to me and then nothing. And, um, that was really, I mean, I haven't had it be that, um, that much non-communication, I would say most of the other people, um, I, you know, maybe we've communicated less more gradually over the years, or maybe there was something else that happened. It wasn't having to do with communication. That was the issue. So, um, so I don't know. I think that, um, what I was going to say, I don't really have anything to add. I think that Mm -hmm. I, what I do have is the, like a thought of something that I can't remember where I saw this, but it was somewhere where someone was saying like, oh, maybe it was like an article. It might have been an article, but it's been something that I've been seeing a lot more lately. And I think in one of our last episodes, you were talking about how like the biggest population of growing people are single people. And I think Mm -hmm. because of that, I think that uh, the emphasis on friendship has become even larger. So anyway, one of the questions that I saw was, um, it was like, how do you get over a friendship breakup. And so actually what I'm going to suggest Ah. to you is I actually feel like our next full length episode should be about that. I think we should talk about like the friendship breakups we've had and like, have we gotten over those things or like, maybe is it something we're still struggling with? So I think that would be a really great topic to keep the friendship top going. Yes, I agree. I think that would be great. I would love it. it. Let's do it. So everyone, just so you know, next time you hear from us in a full length episode, that's what we're (laughs) going to talk about. So the week after next, unless Um, we totally change our minds, but that won't. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Okay. I already know. Like, so next week, what the episode is going to be about is a question that I actually had um, from when we did the Will and Jada episode, I had like a really Ooh, great question. I we didn't talked know for that. So long. Okay. I did. Yeah. I had a great question, but we talked for so long that we didn't have a chance to do it, which is totally okay. Yeah. Now I just have this question, which we can talk about next week. Perfect. Um, and it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's advice for people who it's, it's still about friendships too. They're, um, they're in a open relationship and they're receiving a lot of judgment from their friends and family. And like, they just want advice about like how to get over that kind of thing. So 
we'll talk about that next week. And then the week after that, we'll talk about um, friendship breakups. And then, you know, who knows what will happen after that. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, who but knows? Like, yeah. That's the plan for the next two weeks. That's as far as we can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, any other thoughts about this? This was such a good episode. No, I appreciate Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Well, anyway, everyone, we will talk to you next week. We hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your yes. week. A wonderful time until we talk to you guys next Sunday. Um, I personally am really celebrating my success of, I have been saying you guys so much less and I'm proud of myself. I just said it right now, but uh, yeah, that, it's I so hadn't funny been saying because it. we made <laughs> such a comment about me saying y'all and now I'm like, that should be my go-to. Yes, it should be. Like I, I've been saying, I've been doing much better though. Like I, I catch myself. I yeah. catch myself. Um, so anyway, hey, that's, that's how it starts. It, yep. It's, it starts with the baby stuff. So anyway, I'm proud of myself for that talk to y'all later y'all don't forget to like and subscribe (laughs) and share this podcast okay talk to you later yep Bye. bye